Welcome to another episode of Marcus and Eric Learn Stuff from Smarter People. Today, we are joined by John. John is a, what, what do you call yourself, John? Is it a corrections officer? Corrections officer in New Jersey just changed it to corrections police, but I prefer jail guard. <laughs> jail guard, corrections police. You work in a prison. Uh, yeah, well, jail, which is. You work in a jail, okay. Yeah. And what's the difference between, I guess that's, we're starting here. What's the difference between jail and prison? Jail is normally before you're found guilty prison is where you go when you are found guilty or if you're back on remand but jail is just like the anyone in prison was in jail first got it okay so, oh, okay so how long have you have you been working in the in the jails just starting my 19th year wow wow was this something that you've always wanted to do yeah, yeah, that's what everyone wants to do growing up. I want to be a jail guard. No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I didn't know. You know, you maybe you want to be like a police officer and for uh, be a law enforcement, you know, so like maybe you, you, you went to school for that. And then you're like, oh, well, this is something that that's kind of rare and, and kind of interesting being a jail guard. Yeah, well, it's definitely different. No, uh, I come from a family of law enforcement. My father was a retired sergeant. My grandfather was a retired lieutenant. My two uncles retired patrolman. My great-grandfather was in the FBI. And then you got the black sheep jail guard. So here I am. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't kind of see that as a black sheep. I see that it's kind of like going with the families, you know, tradition. Do they, do they think that you're a black sheep because you're a jail guard? No, no, no. My family's really cool about it. Plus we make more than cops. So who cares? Yeah, <laughs> really? <laughs> what you bring in, baby. You know, what's actually, so I, uh, I've lived in the same building uh, since I'm like 12 years old. And so I got to know my doorman really well. And one of my doorman, Franklin, who I'd known for 10 years, every single day, time we talked, he told me that his goal was to be a corrections officer. He's like, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to be a corrections officer. I just <laughs> had to take, uh, I don't, I didn't really understand it. So I asked about like, I know you have to take a series of tests and there's all this stuff you have to do before to qualify. And he finally got out and now he came back. He like showed us his gun and stuff. It was pretty cool. Well, yeah, John, so break, break it down. Tell us, how do you become a jail guard? Um, well, you do have to take civil service tests. Like you said, it's the same test for police. Basically you go, you get scored. You get, you know, if you score high enough in New Jersey, if you score less than like a 90%, most likely you're not going to get hired anywhere. Uh, I scored a 96, which made yeah, me, it's my guy, which pretty much made me not good enough to get picked up by any police department. <laughs> and uh, 96, that's not good. No, uh, believe it or not, I was in college and I, I took it on a weekend break and I uh, just took it because my dad was like, Hey, take this test. And I'm like, uh, I don't, Oh, oh whatever. I went and did it. I took it as a joke, passed it pretty good, but yeah, it's really, really hard to get hired in New Jersey, believe it or not. We're, it's one of the best educated, one of the most highly trained police, police and corrections divisions in the country. Like if I went to Florida, they would hire me to be a street cop in like 12 seconds. Just because wow. of our tra our training and our abilities, so and is much. That, is that strictly a New Jersey thing, or like New York, New Jersey, like just this area? Is I think the Northeast is pretty much known for much better training. Not to downgrade anybody in the rest of the country, but just that we're. I just feel like they try a lot harder to make sure that we're trained a lot more. Which is, if you do notice in the news, there's not mu as much problems in the Northeast as you would see down south as. So is middle of the country and, you know. Well, every state's got different rules. Like we're, pe like we're a civil service job and the uh, states aren't civil service. So there's a lot of, you know, you might hire, hey, that's my neighbor. I don't hire him. He's a good dude. But around here, it doesn't matter really who you know. You have to score well. You have to go to the police academy. Yeah, corrections is 
police in New Jersey is like nine months of academy training plus the test plus all the on you know training during the year. I mean, I could probably every year I've taken the same courses, probably about 60 hours of training every year. And I can pretty much repeat every course by just, the, hey, we're at the, and I remember everything because we've done it wow. so much. It's so repetitive and it's just drilling into your head. After you took the test that your dad told you to take, you got a 96, which to me, that's like amazing. Anything in the above 70s, I'm always happy with. I've never gotten anything close to that. <laughs> so then how did you, did you have to enter a special training facility or did, was it a four-year degree you need to become a jail guard? A lot of departments don't require any college education. And the reasoning for that is, believe it or not, it's really hard for college kids to do police work. Because they get a degree in like business and they go, oh, go be a cop or even law or criminal justice. And, they'll go be a cop. and then they realize the mundane, like the mundane, like absolute repetitiveness and boringness of the job. They get bored and they quit because it's not what they saw on TV. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. But no, corrections, you don't need a college degree. But, you know, you said you do still need to pass this. You need to pass civil service test. You need to go. Correction is different. You could do a year on the job without being sent to the police academy. And then you put within a year, you have to go to the police academy. So the people that are in this jail facility that you're, that you're working at now, how many people are in the jail at any given time? Well, when I started, it was 1,300. We had 1,300 inmates. And now we're down to like 500 inmates. Is that COVID rules or is it just no COVID, COVID rules? <laughs> no, believe it or not, though, we did let about 200 people go for because of COVID. We had a lot of contracts with other facilities like that we hold for the feds, we held for the military, we hold for Philadelphia, we sold for Philadelphia, we sell for Connecticut. Pretty much anyone that nobody wanted to deal with, we would take because we're a maximum security facility. So we were, um, people would basically have shipped their people to us to handle. But we just had a lot of contracts. We held for ICE for the longest time, immigration. That was a mm -hmm. big contract. We just, you know, they gave that up. What generally do you have? Is it any level of crime, like before people are found guilty? Eric wants to know, what, what can Eric do so he can get into your jail? <laughs> well, because of all the new rules about how we don't like to keep anyone in jail for doing anything wrong anymore, we let go, like, small petty stuff you don't go to jail for anymore. Drug, like, small minor drug charges you're not gonna go you go there for a day you'll see a judge and you'll be released and then but like mainly now it's like more heavy criminals as opposed to like the ones that should stay are the ones that are there right so it's not like that crazy uh and uh, oddly enough traffic offenses they still have enlightened up on like duis or driving on the revoked all those people get stuck it's kind of unfair. <laughs> New Jersey is really, I mean, they're like probably the strictest as far as driving goes of any state. I've only been to like six states of any state I've been in. My, my, my ex-girlfriend told me all the time, you know, she lived in New Jersey and she said it's like, it's like unforgiving. Yeah. Well, that's actually a lot of states, you know, even Florida. I know a couple people got in trouble down there recently and there's not much you can do about it. It's just you're set laws and they're not going to change them. That's what I tell people. Everyone is driven you know, technically legally drunk. Were you drunk? No. But legally, were you? Probably yes. Should you have driven? Probably not. Now with Uber, if you're driving drunk now, you're an idiot. I mean, just take just Uber. It's really not that hard. Right. It's, right, it's $4 right. in your, your pocket. It's not going to kill anybody. But if you drive drunk, good chance, you know, you might. So don't do it. <laughs> so John, these people in the jail facility that you're working at now, they're in there and then they're awaiting a hearing to see the judge to see if what their sentence will be or they're waiting trial. Well, right now you go in, if the, the, the real, the, you go in, you got to be seen with a, seeing a judge within 24 hours. And that's just to determine whether they're going to keep you in jail or they're going to let you go. 
And then after that, they decide to keep you, then you're in a yeah, waiting pro- holding pattern of not, there's no bail anymore in New Jersey so or, or New York. So you're just stuck until you see a judge. And longest person we've had waiting, I mean, as long as you want to fight your case. I mean, we've had people eight years, four years. Wow. Like, yeah, it's a long time as long as you're fighting. I don't think Marcus knows this at all, but I was actually in jail for a night uh, when I was 23. I stayed in the park too late and got us and got a ticket when I was told to show up in court, like show like downtown uh, whatever, for booking. I didn't I, I don't read my mail, like whatever. Yeah, so, you got failure to appear. <laughs> yeah, failure to appear. And then I got caught hopping the turns down the subway and they put me down to central booking. I was there for a night. And then I had a, my uncle knows a criminal defense lawyer or whatever who got me out early, but I would have been in there probably three, four days. Something like you that. and your privilege. <laughs> Jewish privilege. Hey-oh. That's a remarkable story. Thanks for sharing that, Eric. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> oh man. So do you, John, you're a likable guy. We hang out, we're friends. I, I mean, like I'm assuming you're likable all of the time, but when you're a jail guard, you're, you probably... They, these guys probably see a different a side of you that I don't see. Yeah, I'm probably uh, more fun in jail than I am actually outside of jail. Um, You're more fun so, uh, in jail. <laughs> but no, we um, the worst thing you can do is because these are people you're going to be working with for years and you're going to see them in and out for years. Or this guy, they're 30. I've known him since he was 18. You know, you just got to be yourself. You know, I goof around. I goof around with you. I goof around with everybody. There is a point when it's they know when I'm serious too. Like they'll say, like, all right, he's being serious now, and it's cool. But if you try to be like, I'm not. You've seen me. I'm six foot one ninety, which makes me like one of the smallest officers we have. And I'm just like, uh, I'm not going to be the guy who's going to go in and beat anybody up, or you know, that's not me. I'll joke. I'm not going to ever back down to anybody, but it's not going to happen that I'm going to like go and intimidate somebody. And then when they are intimidated by me, then I'll make fun of them because I can't believe you're intimidated by me. <laughs> John, have you ever been in, now you don't have to tell me who, but have you ever been in working in the jail facility and there's been a celebrity locked up in there? There's one right now. They don't like me at all. They don't like you? <laughs> no, they filed a complaint against me. Really? They did They did a what against you? They filed a complaint against me, harassment. I wasn't. Um, she won. She got in trouble for, I knew she was stealing stuff. She had, She's a worker of ours. And she was stealing and she didn't know how I knew. So she thought I was just picking on her, but she didn't know her best friend inmate was always telling me what she was doing. And basically her best friend inmate was a nork. Yeah. Oh no. So is she, is she's her best friend inmate in like an undercover? No, 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 no. She, she just doesn't like her as much as she thinks she does. Wow. And, and, and that probably helps your relationship with her too, right? Cause she's giving you all this information. Kind of, but you know, in reality, I just look at her as like, well, you're just going to tell on everybody, huh? <laughs> so oh, sounds like she might be in trouble in that jail at some point. Nah, the famous person never figured out who it was or how I just did it very covertly where she just didn't like me. If this, in, the famous inmate found out, that the her roommate was feeding you information mm-hmm. like they would probably not want to be roommates anymore yeah that's why you gotta there's a way you can like i could have put her out there because i didn't care but there's a way like you can do things without divulging your people who are telling you things because i go to a supervisor and they'll be like oh well who told you i'm like yeah, i'm not telling you and they're <laughs> and they're like well why not i'm like because then I'll never get any more information from this person. Yeah, you need your intel. Yeah. Now, do you respect the inmates when they when they kind of rat on other inmates, or do you kind of lose credibility for them because snitches get stitches? 
Well, they do if they find out, but you know, I don't mind when they're helping us out a little bit because you know, we do find a lot of things because like if a guy has a shank on him, most of the time an inmate's going to tell you because he doesn't want to get stabbed with it. But their credibility then goes down, right? Like with other people in the jail, if they're snitching, right? There are other repercussions like, like I see in the movies. Uh, Yeah, that does happen. (laughs) But that's why you got to do everything the right way. Whereas nobody knows what's going on. But we have seen that happen. Yeah. Now, let me question, if you got immediately like transferred to like Rikers, do you think that would be something you'd be able to just like jump into real quick? Or do you think it's going to be like a huge learning curve? Different area, different people. I can tell you when we held for Philly, they loved us compared to the day because we were holding for Philadelphia. And they're like, oh, the food is great here. You guys are so nice. And we're like, <laughs> well, all right then. Because <laughs> everyone, our guys are complaining that the food is horrible and we're assholes. Yeah, they, they, they don't know what they don't know what they got until they uh, go somewhere else. Yeah. But what what I want to go to we, our old warden actually he was in charge of Rikers for a while. But um, yeah, I don't think I'd want to go there. Not my style. What are some of the biggest misconceptions that people have about life in in jail or prison? That we're on one side of the bars and you're on the other. There's no bars. <laughs> no, uh, not really. Oh, really? No, we're we're. I mean, they have rooms they have to go into eventually, but in we're called a close supervision facility where, yeah, we hang out at the bar the other night. Well, there's it's a section. Everyone's divi- every section is divided into sections. There's 66 inmates versus one officer in that section, and he gets a radio, and that's it. Wow. Oh, so so you really live by the whole like, all right, let's let's give them as much trust as we possibly can until we have to take it away, kind of thing. Pretty much, but I mean, and the other thing is, you really can't go in and be an asshole because it's sixty six on one. You can't win. You could be the toughest guy on the planet. I'm telling you, he's not beating sixty six people. Has something like that happened? Has there been brawls, like full on? Oh yeah, absolutely. Wow. That's, you know, people getting stabbed. I mean, it's pretty much anything you'd see on, this is where I say anything you see it on TV, I've seen in real life. So. Wow. Amazing. What is the craziest thing that people have snuck, successfully snuck into, into jail? Successfully snuck into jail. I mean, drugs are obviously, that's a no brainer. The women are great at getting at it. You can figure out why. Yeah. Eye sockets. I, I was thinking, <laughs> yeah. do you, um, are we talking drugs? Are you talking Coke? Are you talking more like weed? Is it pills? Right now it's K2 is the biggest thing going in. They were getting that in the mail. They were because you can just spray it on paper and then smoke the paper. Ah. Have any uh, inmates snuck out? No. But uh, recently in, um, Union, they lost somebody and like two years ago and Essex County recently just lost somebody like a like a few months ago. Oops. I think New York actually just said a murder. They, they said uh, they just accidentally released a murder by mistake. So oops. They accidentally. So oops. <laughs> the f- official statement. So oops. <laughs> how, how do you accidentally release one? I mean, I used to work the video court. We you know, we do a lot of courts over video, and now most courts are done over video because of COVID. But back then, it's just, just like municipals. But I would deal with judges who would, you know, like, oh, this guy get 360, uh, 364. That's 364 days in jail. And then they would get a paperwork from their clerk saying, uh, oh, release. And then I had to call him back, like, are you, sh- you sure that's what you want? Oh, that was our bad. So it's normally a normally a paperwork error. <laughs> so it's not it's not somebody uh, crawling through a pipe of shit. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, no, that was probably a clerical error. 
Do you love those movies? I love watch like I watch. I love the season Prison Break, the first like two seasons. I loved. I love watching The Rock, that Alcatraz movie. Escape from Alcatraz is a great movie. Great movie. Are, are you into those prison escape movies? And if you are, do you root for the people escaping, or do you root? Or do you root for the guards? <laughs> Um, well, I don't. I don't know of any movie where the guard was like you were ever rooting for a guard in any of those movies. You just named like, yeah, that guy's awesome. I want to be that guy. Also, they make the guards out to be such such like dicks. Yeah, normally, and yeah, and dumb, and like they just fall over after like a single punch. They just are knocked out then for the rest of the whole entire movie. They're like jobbers, yeah. you know. Yeah, no, I can I can attest to you that that does not happen with the knockout thing. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been punched? Honestly, no one has ever assaulted me. And with my mouth, the way I talk, it's kind of <laughs> amazing. <laughs> like, the things I can, the things I say versus the amount of, but they, I normally get away with it because I'm I'm really respectful on other ends. And they're like, ah, it's, you know, he's just messing with me. So, but there are other guys who like, uh, I actually had a lieutenant ask somebody if I you know, stopped an, an inmate. He goes, uh, he goes, hold up. He goes, I said something slick like I always do. And he goes, uh, if I would have said that to you, you would have punched me, right? He goes, absolutely. Well, why can he say it? Uh, it's fucking, you know, it's Dixon. He can say whatever he wants. <laughs> so it seems like you're like a favorite amongst the people in the jail because you do treat people with respect and dignity. Well, that's that's the key to it. That's all you have to do. I mean, it, like, listen, you know, you know, yeah, he murdered somebody, but, you know, he's still a person, you know, <laughs> as as hard as it is, it's like, I mean, you got to do that with everybody, too. I mean, you got child molesters, you know, rape it, and you got to do, you got to, you know, it is it is what it is you got to protect like you don't even know if some of these people are guilty yet because they haven't been found guilty yet like so maybe maybe that guy actually didn't do it do people who are scared to be there come to you and go listen john i did like, or, or, like you gotta oh, get me out of here man like i didn't do it i'm guilt i'm innocent 100 percent. and you probably feel for them a little bit because maybe you can see in their eyes that yeah they probably don't belong here but again some of them might yeah well i've had you know, little gangbangers come up crying and scared to be there too. So, you know, it's just like, dude, you sure. put yourself in a situation to deal have with you it. Ever, have you ever saw someone here like, what the hell are you doing in here? You do not belong in here. Yeah. Um, very rarely, though, honestly. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's very rare that yeah. that happens. You're probably like desensitized, right? You're kind of like, that's none of my, that they're here. They're, so now that's my responsibility. I'm not going to get emotionally invested in whatever story they're giving me or, right? Well, well, to be honest, I used to try never to hear their story because then I would treat them differently. I'd prefer to, you know, like, listen, I don't want to know what you're here for. But eventually you find out. Mm-hmm. You find out from other inmates, from other guards, other people. Yeah, it's a, the news. When they, hey, that's you. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> wow. The and, news. And if they course. made it to the news, it's probably pretty bad, right? We have, you would think, right? We just had a guy who was on Channel 7. They just released on bail reform. So, wow. It is what it is. Any uh, funny incidents ever occur in the, in the jail? I don't know. Uh, this, is, this is what you can't talk to corrections officers or jail guards about because what we see is funny you guys are like that's awful no, <laughs> like, no, we, we would find specifically we would find, yeah, it, funny. We would find it funny <laughs> i mean if we can call eric's uncle i mean we've had superman who's a guy who he tried to hang himself he off the third tier he tied a sheet around his neck but it didn't hold so he just flew and landed in a day space so because he had it looked like it had a cape on we call him Superman for the rest of his stay. Oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Wow. Poor guy. 
So it's, it's, a, it's a lot of, you probably see tragedy and probably just, you have to make it funny. You have to laugh at it just like comedians do. You, you see something going on in the world that just upsets you, but in order to get past it, in order to, you know, deal with it, you have to make humor. That's a, that is a hundred percent correct. We have, I mean, that's just the way it is in all, all law enforcement. You see, I mean, I feel for a lot of stops on the street for what they're going through now. And uh, it's things, but a lot of people don't take into consideration. Like why was this guy being such, you know, so aggressive, like so not cool with me over a traffic stop. Well, you don't know what he saw in the last traffic stop. You know, you don't know that maybe some guy shot at him five years ago. I mean, that's why, like I've seen someone slit their wrist and now I joke about it, you know, like, like I stepped right over the guy. Not to, you know, to check if he was okay, but you know, literally, like you got it. Like, and the room's covered in blood, and the EMT goes to me. I go, hey, be careful! There's a lot of blood in there. He's just, you know, the EMT goes the doors like a uh, open door. He's like, oh, well, yeah, that's not that much blood. I'm like, all right, well, let him bleed a little longer next time. What do you want me to do? Like, they were, we're just trying to make sure the guy doesn't die. That's why you're here. One time when I first started, brand new, I was calling down. I was like, oh, this person needs to see medical. Like, there's something wrong with her, and they're like, no, she's fine. We saw her earlier and I called like five times. Eventually they, it was like, Oh, like are you knew I'm like, yeah, I, I am. And they're like, Oh, well that's why you care. I'm like, no, there's something wrong with the person. Like I'm to send someone down. So finally they did and they ended up taking the hospital the person died the next day. Oh no. The, oh, so, but I was fine because I was like, I did my job. Everything's right. good. The reports all line up. I did what I had to do, but everyone is the whole, every, a lot, most people are desensitized. You're absolutely right. Do you generally get along with the people you work with there? I do. I mean, while I'm there, it's a good time. I mean, every, you got it. I have everyone's back. They have mine. Even even if you don't like the guy, you're going to have their back right, right. up until a point. You know, if you want to get into the news today, you have that whole, the whole George Floyd thing going on. And I personally pulled officers off of people like, you know, like, dude, calm down. But it, if you were there, man, that would have made all the difference. Yeah, really, in that situation. But no, but not that that situation, but that guy is just dead wrong. I, I, there's nothing else you can say about it, but like, dude, what are you doing? You know, you don't have to sit on his neck. Like you, I understand the, the staying on near on, or close to on top of someone's body, putting your hand on their back, making sure they don't jump up. Not when they're cuffed, you put them in an upright position, let them breathe. And that's how it goes. Yeah. I mean, I pull people up, but it's not even them. They're like, you're when your adrenaline is going that fast because you know, you were just, you were in a, like a little, a brawl, like fighting someone hand to hand. You don't know what's going to happen. So that guy's got to like, you got to take him down. Like, yo, calm down. You're good now. And I, and I would say my department is really good at that. Everybody. So he said, Hey, they'll separate the person instantaneously, make sure everything's good. But mostly like, we don't no no one in our profession wants to go to work to do it. Like I, a great day for me is eight hours of doing nothing saying, Hey, how you doing? Make sure everything goes good. and Just go home. Nobody wants to go out and make cause problems like that. That's just an, a horrible incident. Right. Absolutely. Well, John, thank you so much for your time today. You know, I wish people had the chance to talk to more law enforcement professionals like yourself. I think people would be able to see not everyone is a bad cop and everyone, not all cops want to shoot people, want to treat people inhumane, like, like, you know, uh, so thank you for, for treating people with respect and dignity. Uh, that's awesome. All, and, and thanks for your time today talking to us. I mean, you know, we're, we we know nothing about prisons or jail. I feel like I know a little bit more now, though. That's not true, Marcus. Marcus, did you hear about my experience? He, he was there. This man was there. 24 hours. Yes. Okay. 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 You learned. <laughs> yes. You, you, you did your, you paid your time, man. You were in the clink. 
you were in the clink. Uh, <laughs> um but uh yeah thank you so much john any uh any final words you want to say john no you know i guess it's kind of morbid any last words yeah. <laughs> no i mean like i'll tell you all the good stories we're not on air but uh that sounds good <laughs> all right what'd you learn marcus i learned that i don't want to go to prison and i'm very thankful marijuana is legal now in the city <laughs> yeah what did you learn eric i learned that prison isn't always a fun time it's yeah, I, you we would not do well in prison. All right, this is Marcus Monroe, and I'm Eric Newman. Find us on all our social media platforms: Grinder, Twitter, MySpace, MySpace, Friendster, uh, Meatspot, Hot or Not. Please find us, and thank you for listening to another episode of Marcus and Eric Learn Stuff from Smarter People. Hey, this is an ad. Don't fast forward. Be over in a second. Are you obsessed with a sports team, a band, or even collecting chia pets? Then listen to my new podcast, Rep Your Squad, on Paperhouse Network, where I dive into what drives people crazy. So if you're a 40-year-old man with a stand collection, or a middle-aged woman who loves the Spice Girls, that's cool. We don't judge here on Rep Your Squad with me, Chris Scopo. See? It's over.